don't ever call it that. All right, I'm sorry. But okay. All right. Um, we're gonna talk about uh the book and and more so the collection of works of um an abundance of Catherine's and John Green. Now, before we started the podcast, Gigi asked me what book we were going to be doing, and I, I wanted to wait because we famously have not been very kind to Mr. Green. And this, can, this will probably end up going down that similar route, but I wanted to take time, clear the air a little bit, talk about some things that we think Mr. John Green does well, talk about some things we think that he doesn't do well, and talk about our main problems with John Green books. I suppose. I suppose. It might be, it might be healthy for us to get it out before he hears our podcast and tries to murder us viciously. Judging by his novels, he would be too much of a weak tit to even attempt to assault anybody, so I'm not concerned. We are we are hopping right into the so Jess, what what John Green books have have you read any or Yeah. What books have you read? Read I read Searching or Looking or Seeking Alaska, whatever I can't really be bothered to remember the actual title. Um, that one wasn't terrible. I read, um, before the movie came out, I read We Are Cancer Children, or whatever. Fault in Our Stars. Yeah, that one. And I, yeah, I read those two. Um, probably read another one and just blocked it completely out of my memory. Right. I have read Paper Towns. And Abundance of Catherines, and I've seen some parts of the movie for Fault in Our Stars, but, you know, everybody basically knows the synopsis for that book, so. We are, we are cancer kids. Yeah, we, we have cancer. I don't want to love you because I have cancer and I could die. I love you. Oh, you have cancer. Oh, you're dead. I'm sorry if I spoiled the plot of Fault in Our Stars. Egg also has his eye on turtles all the way down, so let me go read that. I I won't, probably. Not unless we get... Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, can, I, can I interject? We went to a bookstore and you were hovering over the display for turtles all the way down, and you read the back, and you expressed a lot of interest in reading it, so I'm pretty sure you have your eye on it, Lance. I, uh, I don't remember that. I remember reading the back. I don't remember hovering with lustful eyes at looking at the book. Ooh, that book's exaggerating. I'm pretty sure you said you were going to read it, and mm. I'm pretty sure it's on your Goodreads one to read list. So Is it? Whatever. I don't remember. I don't know. So what? So John John Green books. What's let's let's each what's what's one good thing about John Green books? Yeah, they end. 
Well, eventually they come to a point where you do not have to continue reading. Well, I think, I think he he has. Well, I was going to say he has interesting concepts, but he's had one interesting concept, and kind of just. And it's made him a millionaire, I'm sure. So he is smarter than me on that aspect. Mm-hmm. And like, again, I say this every time we talk about John Green books. If you like John Green, if his works speak to you, this is no way an attack against you. This is nothing against you. We don't have any problems. Find your joy wherever you find your joy. As the young teenage drama genre is right up my alley. I mean, I watch Riverdale. I read the uh, Simon vs. the Hobo Sabian Agenda. I plan on reading Lee on the Offbeat. I love the movie Love, Simon. So it's really not that. It's just I don't care for his writing style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you are, of course, entitled to that opinion. I don't... So here's the thing. I read Paper Towns. I thought it was good. I thought I didn't think it was great. But it was okay. It was a little too overdramatic for me. I think that sometimes he reaches in trying to sound altruistic and trying to trying to make very grandiose points. And sometimes I think he reaches a little too far for that. But it was still like a decent book. And then I read An Abundance of Catherines. And I was like, oh, this is, this is the same painting, different color. Right. So. It's like. Yeah. So what did you want to talk about John Green specifically? I just kind of wanted to talk about like. Like what he does. And what we like about it and what we don't like about it. Like a little more specifically than we just don't like him. Yeah. We can go over the John Green checklist of how to write a good novel. All right. Check box one. Make your main character have some type of quirk. Maybe they have cancer. Maybe they're a childhood prodigy. Maybe they're just have had a crush on one girl forever. They're moody and unrelatable. Yeah. Check two. That people have to drive a long distance someplace. Maybe it's to find a girl you have a crush on. Maybe it's to find another girl you have a crush on. Maybe it's just Maybe to find Amsterdam to meet an author that you really like, who turns out to be a raging dickhead. I, you know. Yeah, that dude was a dick, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Well, apparently. Check three. F- have some type of romantic encounter in this new setting. Maybe it's with a local you found there. Maybe it's with your crush. Maybe you just kind of make out and cuddle with your crush. Maybe it's with the rich cancer dude that brought you there. Mm-hmm. Um, check box four. Uh, make sure that it is sappy and just full of drama and angst and just really gets to a teenager's soul. That's another... Mm-hmm. I feel like he writes to like he's the like the person that tells people what they want to hear. So he writes specifically 
to what he thinks the average American teenager likes to read about. Mm-hmm. And maybe that is what they like to read about. I don't know. Right. Well, clearly he's successful enough to have found something that works. Yeah. And like power to him. It's it's just aggravating to to for me to see formulaic writing and maybe I'm just being jealous. That's entirely possible. Maybe I'm just jealous that he's successful and I'm not. But at the same time writing should be about being honest and putting down what is important to you and like it shouldn't be easy for people you know like yeah some people are are better writers and like that stuff comes easily for them but like that's i'm not talking about the act of writing i'm talking about like the 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 thing beneath it you know right yeah i don't know i get you I think that all good writing stems from honesty and being vulnerable with your audience. And I'm sorry, but when you recycle the same story over and over again, you're not being honest with your audience. That's Well, you know, it works for him, I guess. So. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say about John Green? No, not really. I feel like, no. All right. He doesn't deserve any any of my opinions that's fair i can't argue with that when androids dream of electric sheep oh that's right i forgot that we had picked that and not to say on it last minute so androids dream about electric sheep let's run over the plot synopsis well it's written by dick (laughs) it's written by dick philip what dick philip philip k dick philip k dick yes Eat it! No, like, they didn't believe in me. Oh, why is the radio on? Oh no. Oh god. I think it's fine. It wasn't yeah, that loud. Sure, we're good. It's by Philip K. Dick, and it is the book that inspired Blade Runner. Yep, that's true. So basically, what's going on is Earth is messed up in a major way. It's got like pollution and stuff. World War Terminus. Yep. Nailing it today. I don't mean to toot my own horn, but beep beep, you know what I'm saying? World War Terminus has messed everything up, uh, animals are dying. I you know a lot, I might actually think that you read this book. I did read this book. Right. I've read all the books we've talked about. <laughs> alright. Uh, alright, alright, alright. Man, this is, you're in a spicy mood today. Well, I am. I'm hungry, I have to work today, um, I had a long week last week, and, uh, yeah. It's okay. What are you feeling? Okay. Like, I meant food-wise. I don't know. But anyway, when I didn't want to read When Androids Dream of Electric Sheep because I thought it was stupid. Right. I didn't like the concept, but it was actually pretty good. Right. So basically, there's this police officer kind of thing, and his job is to find uh, escaped androids who look exactly like people. The only way that you can tell some if they're not person is if they fail an empathy test. Yep. Uh, and then a bunch of androids escape from Mars, where like the new colonies are, and come to Earth, and he hunts them down. 
And then there's the one guy that is like a special. What is yeah, it a special. Yeah, which We're, basically means he's mentally handicapped. Right, and he lives in an apartment building in a rundown city, and he meets an android girl, and like it's all about her. Mm-hmm. The two plots converge. Yeah. It's really cool. It was written in the 60s, I believe. Yeah? Or the 50s? I want to say yes. Told I want you. to believe it's true. And, I don't know, I think it holds up. Yeah, for sure. It's it's a quick read. It's really interesting. It's like a detective it's like uh, a, sci-fi. It's a noir film. book. Yeah. But with science fiction elements. Yeah. Now, we read the book and then watched the movie at least I did I don't yeah. know if that's how it went for you well I was in that class well I don't know if you had watched the movie before that class it's a pretty popular movie I feel like that's a fair that was the first time I saw Blade Runner yeah um so I'm more I'm more partial to the book actually but I'm guessing if you watch Blade Runner first then it's gonna go the other way and we were calling it, I think I called it Wayne. It's actually do Android stream of electricity. Oh, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, it's cool. I, I don't know. I didn't like Blade Runner. No? No. I didn't like what they did to the main character, because the main character in the book is married. Uh, he has sex with an android, and it's not great. It's not a good time for either of them. I mean, Yeah. I didn't care for the movie. I thought the acting was poor. I didn't like. I don't like Harrison Ford really to begin with. Wow. I think he's overrated. Wow. I preferred the book. Um, the title is fun. It's better than Blade Runner. I feel like Blade Runner is a. I don't know why they're. Oh, because that's what he is, right? He's a Blade Runner. That's what they're called. Yeah. But do Android stream with electric sheep? That's fine. And because they all animals are extinct. Except for now you can get animatronic electric animals. Like the one guy and his ostrich. Well, it's like you're expected to take care of an animal because animals are dying out. But like if an animal dies and you can't afford a a real one, you get these fake ones so that people still think that you're doing your part. Yeah. Which sounds really cool. Like if I was in this society, well, I would want a real animal actually. But if you were lazy, you could just get this fake robot animal. Yeah. I don't know. I like it. It's got decent reviews. Yeah. Well, it's trippy in certain parts. Yeah. It's hard to follow a little bit at times. Yeah, that's fair. And then when he goes to that, like, whorehouse to kill that one android. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. That was a fun, a fun little thing. That was a good time. I'll read a little snippet. Ooh, read it's some snippets. Good reads. It was January 2021. It's coming up. Oh, dang. And Rick Deckard had a license to kill. Somewhere among the hordes of humans out there lurked several rogue androids. Deckard's assignment, find them, and then retire them. Oh. Trouble was, the androids all looked exactly like humans, and they didn't want to be found. Yeah, that would make sense. Yep. And dang. Sad to know that we only have three years left. Before that. Yeah. Probably, no, because that hadn't happened. So probably just coming up soon. Oh, man. Everybody mark it on your candle, ca- and your... Calendar. On your calendar. 
World War Terminus. I think you might be an android. <laughs> you just kind of had a moment. There. I need you to shut your mouth right now, because Decker's coming for me. Um, it was published in 1968. That's correct. Nice. And the characters has Rick Decker, Roy Batty, Chris, Rachel Buster Friendly. Yeah. Nice. That sounds like a porn star name. Can we be honest? Probably. Luba Love? Luft. Luft. Luba Luft. Yeah. Let's talk about a book. Um, I like books that are villain redeemed or they're the heroes are actually evil stories. And that's a popular genre. That's true. What are some books that I read one called The Lost Boy by Christina Henry. Oh, I see what you're saying. And it's about Captain Hook before he becomes Captain Hook and how he's Peter's second-hand man. Nice. And Peter's like, we can't grow up. But Peter is a little asshole, always causing trouble. Doesn't he kidnap kids? Well, yeah, that's that. that I always found that creepy about Peter Pan. Like, he kidnaps children, okay, first of all. Right. Boys, specifically. Yeah, he what's always, up with that, Peter? It was weird, but, like, in this book... He, like, gets tired of them. And if they die, they die. He doesn't care. So, like, one of them gets eaten by a crocodile. Whatever. That's cool. I'll go get another one. And he gets jealous because he steals one that's really young. Like, five. And little Jamie, Captain Hook, who was the first lost boy, tells him. Or starts trying to pay attention to this little boy to save him. And make sure nothing bad happens to him. Peter tries to kill the little boy. Anyway, yeah, it just turns... Jeez. That reminds me of, like, I think Wicked would fit in that genre, Yeah, right? Wicked would. Wicked Witch of the West. But she's good? Yeah. Well, in the book, she's, she's still not, she's not a great person. She's like, she's definitely not evil, but she's kind of a little, little bitch. <laughs> Why? Well, like, because there's this munchkin named Bach who's really into Glinda. Yeah. And he tells Elphaba, because Elphaba is also part munchkin. Elphaba? Sorry, the Wicked Witch of the West. I thought her name was something else. No, it's Alphaba. Right. Don't don't question me on this. I'm one. not questioning you. You had a look of questioning. It, because it is a different name in the movie, but all right. In the movie, in the, the Oz movies, it's a different name. What do they call her in the Oz? I movies? can't remember. Let me look it up. Okay. They played. It was who Mila Kunis played, right? Yes. Mila Kunis is rocking it lately she's, I haven't, she's married to what's his name Ashton, Ashton Kutcher, Kutcher. Yeah. anyway tell us more about Elphaba well she like this munchkin Bach is like Elphaba I really like Glinda I think she's super cute so Glinda just like sets up a meeting between the two of them because she knows Glinda doesn't like him back but wants to see him like like get really awkward and stuff yeah yeah She's kind of a jerk. And she's part wit, part munchkin? Yeah. She's part munchkin. And they have... She was going to... In the... Coitus? She has coitus with Fierro. Lots <laughs> of coitus with Fierro. Very, very detailed, which is weird. Like, we find out the color of her... You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wouldn't it be green? Isn't she green? It's... It fades to purple? 
<laughs> what? Ew. Why does it tell you that? I don't know. I don't know why we needed to know this. We find out how she bathes because she can't touch water in the book. How does she bathe? She like sponges herself with oils. Why? Because she can't touch water or she melts. Let her touch water. Wow. She want her to die then? Uh, That's a little rude. Theodora is what they called her in the in the movie. Um, Theodora. Yeah, I don't, anyway, I don't she think was, Alphaba was like a canon name. I didn't know she was played by Adina Menzel. Yeah. Who was Elsa. Elsa, yeah. yeah. And those two characters are... Different, but similar. V- yeah. Yeah. Because... Those are cool, but I wish we would see more of them. Well, we're starting to now. Yeah. There's what, one Wicked book? There's, no, it, there's Wicked, the and then I think... green, right? On mine, just like the edges are green. Yeah. yeah. There's a copy of it. I do. There's a trilogy, there's a Wicked trilogy, but only the first one has the Wicked Witch of the West in it. Because she oh. dies at the end. Well, thanks for spoiling it. Oh. Appreciate that. Well, if you've seen the movie, The Wizard of Oz, then you know. Which... You get to follow her son around. That's cool. But then there's that book series, Dorothy Must Die, right. where Dorothy's this evil little tyrant. Yeah. My friend Ben... Oh. Well, who cares? Yeah. My friend read that book. Uh, he really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. He reads. Yeah, he's been known to. Oh, cute. Um, there's the book series... I think it's called Through the Looking Glass. Yeah. Well, wait. But that's Alice not... Through the Looking Glass is Alice in Wonderland. Right. No, it's... There's one. It's called The Red Queen. Yeah, that's it. Which... Which, that's not Alice being evil. It's just like... The queen being not evil, but then becoming evil. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I like those kinds of stories. Yeah, they're very cool. It's always cute to see. Mm-hmm. Real yeah. cute. It's cool to see... <laughs> real cute, guys. It's cool to see how... Uh, I always thought Peter Pan was evil, by the way. I'm just saying. He's, he's definitely always been a jerk, right? I just... You he's can't... a ginger, too. Oh. <laughs> I have nothing bad against gingers. All of our three listeners are probably gingers. Yeah. All of our three three subscribers are probably gingers, and now they're, they're done. <laughs> Don't be done. Don't be done. We love you. A ginger just did me wrong once. That's all. Yeah. It's all right. Did me dirty. Did you dirty. It's okay. But, you know, that was my fault for falling for a ginger. All right. Hey. It's okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> you want a real podcast. That's real. <laughs>
So Jane Eyre. Keep that microphone. Keep keep your your lips right by that right by that recording area because I know you got dumb lips. Those big old lips. Keep them keep them close. Yeah. Why don't you Why don't you tell everybody what you call these lips? Um, DSLs. Yep. Yeah, and what does that stand for? Uh, blank sucking lips. That's right. That's right. And don't any of you forget it. I'm the king of blank sucking. I'll blank suck anybody out of business. You, when you've had your blank sucked by me, you you ain't never going back to anybody else. They call I'll me the. I'll tell you something about egg. Egg's got these big DSLs. Mm-hmm. It's got like like a duck face kind of like you know the duck lips. But nice. But it's a good face. But nice. But then he's got this mole on his face. Like a beauty mark on his chin, and he's got like a bigger chin, like a like a butt a butt chin, and then he's got moles on his neck, and then he's got these eyebrows. You know, they're kind of they're kind of a they're kind of a bushy. Know, their eyebrows. They're bushy. And, bush, a bit. and then he's got a slight a slight lazy eye. Not real noticeable. You know what? Anyway, I would like to. Anyway, I would like to inter. Let me. Let me. Let me hop in here. What I'm getting at. What I'm getting at is this kid should look like a wonky monster, but he's quite the handsome little devil, actually. If you saw pictures of him. Thank so, you. Kudos to him. Kudos to you. You're a very look good looking guy as well. Kudos to you. Jess is the thing about Jess is Jess is about six three, six four. Oh. I'm almost 6'5". I am a behemoth beast. He's he's very I tall. Bear, in the, I, I got this. I got, you know, I am a stocky. I will, in the words of Sam from Big Brother, I will rip the doors off these hinges. Mm-hmm. I will, I am, I am formidable. I think it's a good word to describe Formidable? Me. Formidable. Yes. Yes, you are. But, <laughs> hey, ladies love that. They did not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was afraid of me when he first met me, actually. I wasn't afraid. I was intimidated. There's a difference. Whatever. And, well, I had good reason to be intimidated because you hated me and thought I was a man whore. And a pothead. And a pothead. Exactly. So I was not, I was not out of bounds. But I wasn't out of bounds for assuming those things about you. No. Well, I mean, I've, no. I wasn't really a pot smoker. No, but you hung out with somebody who did, and therefore you would smell like secondhand. I did? Oh, yes. Oh, no. Anyway. Anyway, Jane Eyre. Jane Eyre was a novel written by Charlotte Bronte. It is the story of a girl in, um, I'm going to say Victorian-era England, but that might yeah. not be 100% correct. Old time, right. old timey England. She's an yeah. she's an orphan, and it's just the story of her life. It's it's a very Dickens style where it starts from like her as a baby or her as a child, and keeps on going up. So yeah. basically, she becomes the uh, the tutor for this little girl and falls in love with the little girl's father or uncle. I think uncle. Of course she does, because why wouldn't she? Right. Uh, and at first they don't get along because this is the basis for every Hallmark movie ever. I was going to say, this sounds like a Hallmark 
Every yeah, yeah. Um, they don't get along. Run his family's coffee shop in Blueberry Farm. <laughs> but uh, they start to like each other. But then Jane finds out his dark, terrible secret that keeps them apart for now. Dot dot dot. I don't want to spoil it because the twist is actually pretty yeah. intense. I'll spoil it. What is your take on this novel? Well, if you're if you're looking to really examine something critically and really dive deep into a text themes and morals, this is not the book for you. Oh. If you're if you're looking to read and enjoy something and analyze two very interesting characters and learn how to structure a plot, especially a romance plot, this book is incredible. There you go. Yeah. I'll tell you something. Tell it. I found this book mind-numbing. I detested this book. Oh, really? I would, I would almost say it's my least favorite book of all time, except that The Scarlet Letter exists. So I can't say that about J.D. Wow. What didn't you like about it? You just thought it was boring? I really, I sure did. I just, oh my, I could not, I could not deal with it. I mean. It was just, I just, it was, I don't know. This is definitely, this is definitely a book that, um, like, puts you know, the. You're more of the romance fellow. I'm less, of, I, I could care less about romance in the movies and books, but. I mean, you're you the one what? who, you're the one who had me watch yeah. Love, Simon, but. Yeah. So can I say something? Yeah. Can, 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 I, can, can, I, can you listen up? I'm listening. Yeah. First of all, you liked that movie. You did, Blanche. I did. You liked that movie. I did. Yeah. Second of all, I never said watch this because it's a good love story. I said I found this movie to be funny. I liked the plot and I liked the subject matter. Never once did I say you like a romance. Yeah, but I don't watch stuff because I like the romance. Well, honey, honey, yeah, you've never watched, you've never watched an episode of How I Met Your Mother, but you watched little love scenes on YouTube about it because you like the romance. You you're kidding yourself and you're kidding the audience That's if you're fair. trying to say that you're not all about the romance. That's fair. Point blank and the period. I would say. That the big difference between us and probably why you didn't like this book is because you put a lot of importance on the plot and how the story itself develops. And I put a lot of importance on characters. And neither one is better than the other. It's just how we how we enjoy media and books and movies and stuff. Everybody has different things that they put importance on. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. So you didn't you did not like this book, huh? Not a fan. Wow. Not a fan. This is prob this is probably the the best romance romance novel of all time. You all you gonna you gonna you gonna stick with that? Yeah, who's gonna who's gonna beat it, John Green? Mm -mm. You could combine all of John Green's book into the one book that he's written for the past five years, and it still wouldn't beat Jane Eyre. All right, all right. 
I'm sorry if anybody likes John Green. I got a little spicy. I got a little heated, and I shouldn't have. I apologize, Mr. Green. Well, I doubt we have any 14-year-old girls listening to our podcast. <laughs> I don't think you'll be any of John Green's fans. I just want to clarify, we do not have anything against 14-year-old girls. We think they're we think they're cool. Uh, if you're a 14 year old girl and you're listening to this podcast, you're you're welcome here. This is a safe space. Except it's not because we cuss a lot and talk about a lot of sexual things oh, sometimes. Geez. So maybe this isn't a safe space. John Green does not get a lot of love for this podcast. No, he does. In previous episodes, we have. Got on tirades about the poor fella. I, I I'm spe- sure he's a good person. He's I'm sure he's nice. Great. He's probably such a good dude. And like, you know, Nick, Nicholas Sparks is probably worse than John Green. Nicholas, remind me who that is. Nicholas Sparks, The Notebook, Dear John. Oh, uh, um, Nicholas. No, if I was going to hang out with one of those dudes, I would hang out with John Green all day. Yes. He's, exactly. He's probably a, a super cool, super funny dude. I'm sure he is. He's probably arrogant. Probably. So you think you think that Jane Eyre is one of the best the best romance of all time? Yep. Yeah, I do. Wow. Well, I don't I'm I'm thinking who else what other piece of work could compete against it and I can't think Great Expectation is my favorite like old time English novel but that's not a romance I wouldn't say yeah I think uh, um, Frankenstein is a great romance novel yeah it's good <laughs> it's not it's not it's pretty good no if I you guess if romance is your thing go for it Eh, 